you ever thought about chores as being child abuse? Well, I hadn't either, but I'd shared a post on Instagram about our system for organizing chores in our family, and I was shocked at the number of negative comments that it received from people who believe that giving your children chores is akin to child labor and abuse. One comment said, parents who want to do less things by dumping it on kids should be ashamed of themselves. Kids do not need to have regular chores in order to learn responsibility, and you know this very well. You aren't teaching, you are using your kids. Another comment said, there's plenty wrong and abusive in making children feel they must contribute to the household. Why? Because it's putting undue pressure on children, pressure that they should not have. One more simply states, children should not be made to do regular chores. And finally, chores for kids? More like mom and dad don't want to do their household duties. This concept wasn't entirely new to me. I had come across it in some out of the way literature but I had never come across anyone who actually believed it. It seems common sense to most parents that using chores can help your children learn responsibility. In this episode, we respond to these comments, since responding to them on Instagram was limited by space, and philosophize on chores and debate both sides of the argument. When can doing chores be detrimental to a child? In what circumstances do chores become child abuse or child labor? If parents decide to do chores, what is the best way to go about doing them? How do you teach your children the underlying philosophy or archetypal reasons for doing chores so that they feel self-motivated to do them? We discuss all of this and much more in this lengthy but entertaining and enlightening discussion. This episode is sponsored by our Family Charts and Systems. If, after listening to this podcast, you decide that chores are important to your family, then let us help you get organized and systematized with our complete done-for-you fillable and printable charts. This bundle also includes family mission statements, examples of morning routines and daily schedules, device usage contracts, meal schedules, and much more. Click the link in the show notes for the Family Charts and Systems and start today using simple strategies to create more organization and cooperation and to encourage responsibility and teach life skills. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Family Life Podcast. We are your hosts. Are you? I was going to skip that this time. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, we're happy to have you guys here with us. We love talking about all things family, man. Mm -hmm. From marriage, excuse me, parenting, family lifestyle, family legacy, family culture, cool stuff. And then... You know, family life is so complex, you guys. Sometimes I think I think we view it too simply. Black and white. Yeah, it's really black and white. Or or we just haven't <laughs> given it adequate thought. Just really trying to wrap our heads around in a in a deep way. Almost like you guys ever had you ever get, had massages? Or sometimes you go get a massage and it's it's so light. It's like they're just rubbing the outer layer <laughs> of your skin. And there's no, you're like, oh, okay, I feel good. And then you go to, you know, a place and the, they're using their elbows and heels. Right. And they're getting, <laughs> they're getting the deep, deep muscle that you didn't know was under the muscle. And, and it's that layer, right? And so sometimes we're, we're too super, superficial about it. And we've been guilty of that. And, and you know, we're, we're busy. We're thinking about all kinds of things. And we're distracted or focused on whatever. And so it often doesn't occur to us. I, I guess... 
this is maybe the biggest observation I think is that you get into life, you you fall in love, you get married, and you think let's just start a family. But when do you stop and say, how are we going to approach the subject of chores with our kids? <laughs> right? And right. come up until like later on. But then even then you're like, no, no. And, and we kind of follow what our parents did or we react negatively to what our parents did. We well, did my parents opposite. did too many chores, so I'm not doing it. Or, of course, we're doing chores. Chores is how kids learn responsibility and hard work. And we have these kind of little um, memorized or ingrained scripts that we've been handed paradigms yeah the little paradigms and and so we we pick up this this ideology around it and that's it that's that's the end of it of course our kids are doing chores gosh what are you thinking and then there we go we move on because we think it's so black and white kids do chores or some people will be like no my kids are not doing chores chores are not helpful for kids so we're not doing them and that's it that's the that's the end of the conversation that's the end of the dialogue that's the end of the thought process except for just Doing, having then, it, then doing having it. it done. But we we don't it done. revisit it. We don't think deeply. Most of us Phil- we about, don't philosophize yeah, about yeah, chores. I was going. I was like, <laughs> we don't get into the deep philosophy behind chores. And, and some of you listening to this are like, well, wait a minute. Well, it's 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 way too simple. There's no need to even philosophize. And to to you, I say, whoa, hold on. Before you turn this off, before you, you think about stepping away, about everything, about everything. <laughs> and there's, and that's not just to make things more complex than they are, there's actually a lot of depth and a lot of significance to simple things. Not that we have to make them complex, but if we're not careful about exactly why we do what we do and the exact outcome we're seeking and then how we approach it, I guess that's that's where everything is so complex because one one family might say yes we're doing it and the other one says yes we're doing it but they both approach it so differently yeah. their implementation mm-hmm. is so off, far off it has a completely different result and so then you're like well, well, wait, wait do chores work or not work yeah are chores important or not important and how much and how often and what age and then all of a sudden you're like wow this is way more complex than i thought right well and what you were talking about for a minute there of philosophizing about it, I, I think that it's powerful, and this is one way we approach life in general, to philosophize about all the small things yep. because that adds a lot of depth to it. And I know in our own parenting, that's made a huge difference because we have philosophized about the small things. When our kids ask us something like, well, why do I need to wash the dishes, right? We have a deep, meaningful answer. It's not just because I said so, or because we do chores, or because, you know what I mean? Like, we're able to give explanations. And that's something that one our older kids especially have expressed to us that they're grateful for, that, like, you know, you never just said we had to do something just because. You always gave us a really good reason that made sense so that we were like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. We'll do that. And that's why things have worked well with the way we've approached it, because we're not just telling them what to do. We're giving them a deeper reason for doing it, like a philosophical reason. We, we literally give our children philosophical reasons for doing chores. Well, and it's, even, it's even deeper than just giving it to them. We get engaged in a discussion, asking yeah. questions. We, we Showing, invite demonstrating. them to really think deeply about it and understand it, which I think is a really solid underlying rule in life with anyone you're leading, especially your children, can you adequately articulate 
and explain the reason why you do what you do mm-hmm. so that your children deeply understand it and they choose to engage. Exactly, including chores. Exactly. Your, our children choose to engage in chores because they understand the deeper meaning behind it. And one example of a way that we do this that I love to use is that, you know, we've, as a family, sat down and watched episodes of Hoarders and episodes of Marie Kondo's Tidying Up. And so we use that kind of as a basis of like, this is why we do chores. Who do you want to become? Like a hoarder or, you know, someone who's tidying and and bringing joy to their space by organizing it and beautifying it. That's the underlying philosophy philosophy behind our reason for doing chores. And the hoarders, and again, we, we walk through this whole thing and we're going to talk about all the angles today. But hoarders is an extreme example, and, and those real-life stories, which are more common than most of us think, mm-hmm. and come in every variety and shape. But if, if you aren't hoarders, then your kids aren't likely to be deeply exposed to them. So to see those things in real life, that, that shows them an extreme case. But back to a more simple case that I see as a, a life and business coach, I see this daily, mm-hmm. that... It's, it's a little bit of chaos, a little bit of disorder, a little bit of disorganization, a little bit of overwhelm, a, an unequal distribution of responsibilities of running a family mm-hmm. and a household has tremendous uh, consequences, negative or positive. But often I see the negative side of it. And I'm like, hey, it's just it's it's the lack of systems and strategy and order that's keeping you from becoming your best self and living this great life. So many of you listening, you might just dismiss the chore thing. Well, of course they do chores. They do chores and this is how we do it, whatever. Wow. And just because I say so, everyone's helping out around here. This is how we do it. But that's not enough. That's, that's inadequate for bringing enough order to your life and enough um, systematic strategy to clear your runway, for one example, it's a love a metaphor. I love to to use like you're you're going to take off. You're on this runway. You're trying to take off. You're trying to build up speed to your, your full potential. Your runway is just scattered with stuff and things mm-hmm. and chores, literally and, and figuratively. Yes, and so you can't even get up enough momentum, and you're just wondering like, oh, why, why do I like I'm not hitting my goals, or or you might be listening to like I'm smashing my goals, and to what I'd say like you're you still have higher ones. You have more potential. And, and this, this, see, we're already getting so philosophical about right. a simple subject of chores. The way your family and household does chores, even if you outsource them all or you do them all in-house, which are varieties we, we're going to talk about, the way you do it, what you choose to do and how you do it is affecting whether you're living as your best self or not, whether you're achieving your goals or not, whether you're happy or not, how much stress and overwhelm and frustration you have or not and and ultimately just time freedom and money freedom and and life i mean so many good people have spent their whole lives doing chores <laughs> and they never really lived and what a tragedy an absolute travesty to get to the end of your life and look back and be like what what if my whole life was wrong? Yeah, what if my whole <laughs> life was wrong? I was so adamant about doing all the chores myself to not be a lazy person. And I genuinely missed out on living. 
I didn't live life in this one precious shot. We get it living, and I spent it working to pay the bills or doing chores. The right. one precious shot you get to raise your children, to be a mother or a father, to be with your kids in this beautiful family legacy, and you didn't spend it being a mother or a father, you spent it running errands and doing chores and picking up. Which you're philosophizing on this, and this also is not to discount the importance of chores getting done because they need to get done. And so we are going to talk about all of that, but yeah, I think that what I want to emphasize too is that you're talking about this. It, it seems like little things. It seems like little insignificant things. But when it stacks up, when day by day, these irritations, annoyances, the, the way you approach things, the way you do it, the way you try to accomplish chores, it can stack up so that it creates these long-term negative even personality traits it can contribute to the type of personality you develop in the way you think and do things that it becomes a big deal and that's you know part of the reason people come to you for coaching but so it can become a big deal even though it seems like a small thing and even along with that you were talking about how you know the way you approach chores it also i think reveals a lot about you and your philosophies for life it can contribute massively to family happiness or family misery, mm -hmm. whether or not you do them for one reason and the way you do it. Because like you were saying, you know, two families could decide, yeah, we're going to do chores, but approach it in a totally different way and have totally different outcomes. All of that contributes massively to your family, your overall family culture, which we've talked about a lot. Like family culture is huge. It trumps everything. The way your family culture is established and the way it operates is the determining factor for the type of family life you have. And chores is one of that, one of those pieces, one of those ingredients. And just, and it's so hard to even adequately articulate here the, the variety of differences, maybe on a scale, a scale would be a, a good way to kind of illustrate if we could, you see this chart of families of what they choose to do with chores and how they choose to implement them. And then they end up on a scale of efficiency, effectiveness, and overall like well-being and happiness. Mm -hmm. Like some, some of you will pride yourself because you just rock it at the chore chart. But if you were to be able to measure happiness, you might realize that everyone's kind of miserable because... You're so a, efficient at the chores. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're cracking the whip or you end up yelling a lot. It, it's so hard to, to notice this because we get so used to it. Some, some of you as parents, you yell every day. And that, that's just, you think, well, that's, that's how that's we get things how, done. I, that's that's how kids just how are. parents do it. They yell every day. If I, if I want my kids to do this, I, I yell at them. And I yell and then they do it. And, and everything's okay. It's all working out. You don't see the underlying resentment building and building day in and day out mm -hmm. or the punishments or the consequences or the scowls or the, uh, this is a tragedy. And it came out in one of my coaching sessions today, the, the name calling and the belittling of children that mm -hmm. don't do chores the way you think they should be done or et cetera, et cetera. I mean, however it's happening, 
it's creating these neural connections and associations, associations, and, and deep underlying um, paradigms. Even. Yeah, sub subconscious and unconscious pathways that are going to play out for the rest of your kids' lives and your life. It's like, are you genuinely happy? Are they genuinely happy? And some of you might be like. Is this even possible, Denny? Can anyone you, be talking happy about doing the Republic? <laughs> <laughs> this this beautiful place. Like, is it possible to Utopia. be efficient, effective, and happy, and get things done? Is it possible, or is that just you? I would say it's not perfectly possible, but there's definitely a balance that can be found, like this kind of even keel of those three, and depending on who you are. Well, you probably want to lean more on one than the other, perhaps the happiness, ideally. But, yes, it's possible to have it better than it is now. Yep, 100%. So now, I <clears throat> well, I was just going to say, you know, people might be like, why, why are you even talking about chores? Like, obviously, chores should be done. And, and one of the reasons we decided to talk about this today was because I did this Instagram post... I, all I did was I took a picture of our chore, chore board at our house and I posted it and I said, this is our chore board. Now, and I also explained in the post, I'm like, this is an ideal we strive for. This is not what we do every day. I had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like what we do on those days. And that's not like exactly what we do, but it's there as an ideal that we strive for. And also to remind us that we're trying to be clean people. We're trying to be neat. We're trying to bring order to chaos. And, you know, I've posted about chores before and no big deal. But for some reason, this post, and maybe it was the certain hashtags I used. I don't know. I got all of these, originally, these very negative comments. And I was, like, shocked. And people were basically saying, Children shouldn't do chores. Any parent who allows their child... I'm going to read some of them because it's, they're really hilarious. Um, parents who make their children do chores, that's basically like child abuse. And you shouldn't be forcing them or manipulating them into doing chores. It's the parent's responsibility. And so as I was reading these, I was like, wow, let's do a podcast yes. about doing chores. Because the... The varying degree of comments and responses exposes the complexity of what most of us assume is a very simple right. subject. And so it's worth examining all angles and and really and, and those of you who are listening, I want you to think like what's what's your initial response to chores as we've been talking about it? And then as we go through, see if your your if perspective changes. changes. Yeah. yeah. If your ideas change, if you're like, oh, you know what, maybe I'm, I want to see this a little bit differently here. And try to come up with a very clear philosophy and framework for how you want to approach chores in the most effective way. Don't just dismiss this. Don't just brush it off and be like, oh, what we're doing is working. Well, what is that? What does working even mean? Exactly. Because you might be getting the chores done. All the while building massive resentment. Exactly. It's going to play out. Right. Yeah, because you even mentioned when I first talked about doing this, you were like, well, I don't even know if our listeners, like our listeners are going to assume, we, we think our listeners would assume, well, yeah, of course you're going to, we're going to do chores. Our family's going to do chores. And so 
Greg was like, Do, should we even talk about this? But as we discussed it together, we thought, well, yeah, there's a lot of complexity here, like we already introduced. And so we do want to go through those levels of complexity and discuss, should they be done, chores in general? If so, how do we approach them? And where are the dangers and pitfalls of doing chores in a way that isn't actually working in that it's not, even if you're getting the chores done, it's not contributing to family happiness and peace. Because we definitely don't believe that chores should get done in the name of ruining relationships with your kids. Or their own well-being. Or, well, in in, in that case, like, even at the expense of other more important things, say right. education, education, for example. Right. And for younger children, play. Yep. Play definitely comes into those more important things for small kids. Or health and fitness. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's so much here because... Because there's a hierarchy want, Yeah, there's a hierarchy. Exactly. There's this hierarchy of everything. So let's, let's start there. Let's start on the basis, all of us, that if, you're, if you have a family, if you're married and you have children, there's a lot that needs to be done. If you have more children, there's more that needs to be done. So if maybe if you're new to our, uh, to our podcast or our audience or community, we have seven children, ranging from 19 to 5. Almost 20. And so, and we travel a ton, mm-hmm. and we have uh, multiple businesses. So there's a lot that has to be done to run a family. Yes. So we'll start with that framework, all kinds of things. Chores, I guess, are things that fall under, they fall under this category of, usually it's things that need to be done regularly, if not daily, just to keep up, maintain uh, cleanliness, order, taking care of stuff and things and schedules and property, on and on and on, right? Right. I would say even, there is even a hierarchy of chores. The most basic ones being, there's certain things you have to do just to be alive. Like you have to eat. So that's part of a chore. You have to. Clean or you're going to be getting sick. Well, like you have to shop and prepare food. That's a chore that has to be done. And then of course, part of that includes then cleaning up afterwards because and, and this was fascinating because living abroad and in other countries helped me to realize this even more so than living in the States. Like, if you don't clean up after yourself, I remember vividly, because it's not like I was a naturally neat person per se. I remember vividly living in countries where there was a lot more, there were a lot more critters and bugs. And if I didn't clean up right away, my kitchen would be filled with ants or insects or sometimes rats. And so... That right there was this immediate need for being neater and cleaner because if not, I had bugs in my kitchen and I didn't want that. Isn't that interesting? That's yeah. just this beautiful natural consequence where many of us, if we live in this just manicured neighborhood or right. HOA that doesn't or happen. and it, we're in the sprawling city, like you don't see that, but go live next to the jungle, you guys. Right, go which give, we did. Go give that a whirl. Go live in the mountains and yeah. see how the, the immediate response of nature plays out on your circumstances and your situation. So as a young mother, when I had smaller children and we were living in, in developing countries, this is how I learned that lesson right away is because when I didn't clean up right away, I got immediate consequences, almost immediate consequences for not cleaning up. So right there, those are the basic chores that you start with. And then of course it goes up from there all the way to you know, we cleaning even, the baseboards because we, you like them being right. dust free. You know? And we haven't even mentioned animals yet. 
If you guys well, want to bring in yeah. pets and then animals or you want to have land, I mean, you can see how this can become really complex. Let's yeah. say you have lots of toys, lots of cars, uh, a house full of stuff, a garage full of stuff. You, you want all these things for all of your people to be able to get a good education, have good life experiences, have fun. So the more you have and the more you want to do, the more chores there are. Which I think this also falls in to, in a way, natural consequences. This is the approach I take that if we're going to have more of those things, I'm not going to be the one taking care of them. So if, <laughs> if my children want the blessings of having more things, they are the ones that have to have the responsibility of caring for those things because Ooh. otherwise... Now, does that make you lazy? No. And, right. And we're bringing this up because this well, is some of the let's, comments. Let's do that. Let's dive but, into those. But that, to me, ties in perfectly. Like, no, I'm sorry. You don't get more toys and more stuff and more things so Without. that I can take care of it all for you. Ooh, <laughs> right? Right. So, and again, that's part of our core life philosophy is earning and taking responsibility with the... Good things. The in privilege life. of the having, privileges. yeah, yeah. good things in life. Exactly. So again, that's the whole hierarchy, starting from the basics of like you get to eat, and this is one way I approach it with my kids too. You eat, which means you contribute to the eating, the preparing, the cleaning up. I shouldn't have to be the one doing it all for you. That doesn't mean I'm not doing it with you, but you're helping because. That just, you get the benefits. It's like the little red hen, well, you know? Yeah, and it's a solid life principle that we want to be teaching our kids from the time they're little. That if you... There's no free rides. Yeah, there's no free rides. And if you're going to participate in something or you're going to enjoy something, receive something... It's... You have a responsibility to do your part. No, Nobody, not even your parents, and some of you might disagree with this, but I want you to chew on it. Nobody owes you anything. And... I think it's extremely unhealthy to go through life thinking that other people should do things for you. Well, and of course people are going to say, well, of course your parents owe you something. They brought you in the, to this world. And, and you're right. Like parents have a moral, and we've talked about this before, parents have a moral obligation to take care of their children. And they honestly do. But that doesn't mean they have a moral obligation to do that for you the way they do for a, a baby for the rest of your life. In fact, they are they are at that point being what Jordan Peterson calls the eatable mother. Like they are damaging you. They are causing you harm by continuing to care for you the way they would care for an infant. It is their duty and responsibility to wean you from that care so that you can learn to care for yourself. Yep. So there's an underlying framework here that as the child goes from infancy onward, their skill level, ability, responsibility to contribute rises with them. With maturity. Yeah. And so, and, and that takes a lot of judgment and maybe some experimentation trying to figure it out that as the kid gets older, they, they should do a little bit more, a little bit more. Now, where people go wrong is doing too much or too little. Yes. And, and so it's tough. This is, again, this isn't black and white. It's not exact for an age or, or mm -hmm. a family because there's so much going on with maturity levels and cognitive mm -hmm. abilities and physical abilities. But 
as an underlying framework, I want to really emphasize this to, to all of us. As your children get older, their responsibility and skill level to contribute to their own upkeep needs to increase, increase and increase incrementally. And increase. Yeah. Until exactly. even as, as young teenagers, they have the capability and confidence and competence to provide for most of their stuff. And even saying that, some of you are like, oh, no. <laughs> and we'll, we'll dive into it, but they can. They have the capability they have that in a capability. very healthy way, healthy, happy way where they don't, they're not begrudging or whatever. They're right. not upset. They're not and missing they, out on life. They're like, hey, I, I, it feels so good to take care of does. yourself. And they want to do it. And I think one example of this in our own life that happened was when our teenagers who were 16 and 15 were, well, it was initially the 16-year-old that was asked. He was asked to go house-sit, essentially pet-sit at a extended family's house in another state, right? Well, they went on a trip because they already recognized his maturity levels and his capability they asked him to come stay at their house by himself to care for their pets. And because take care he of had the property, right? Because, and to take care of the property. They have a few acres and a, a big house. And, and he was asked to go do that. Now, he, did, he wasn't forced to do that. He wasn't manipulated to do that. They saw he was capable of doing that because of past experience with him. And he willingly and eagerly wanted to do it he wanted to go be solely in charge of this property and all the animals for like 10 days and then his 15 year old sister and it, it, it's kind of it's remote it's kind of tucked away on 37 acres kind of away from everything else yeah and, and it was awesome right and then his 15 year old sister was like well i want to go with you like i want to do that too right and so together they went and house it pet sit pet sat for by themselves for like 10 days but it was something they wanted to do they didn't feel that it was forced upon them or that they were incapable of doing it they felt very capable and competent to be able to take care of it because they already had the skills and ability to care for a house to clean a house to take care of animals to be responsible they were able to do it and to do it all joyfully right Joyfully, they want they want they to do. They're excited. They turn on some music, have a good time, yeah. and they make a great time of it. Right. Okay, okay. Let's, so let's, let's dive these into these comments because they're going to be, I think, um, interesting and fun and <laughs> lots of other stuff. Um, I don't know if I'll read them all because some of them are very long. I was surprised at the lengthy comments that I received on this post. Okay, so this one says, parents who want to do less things by dumping it on kids should be ashamed of themselves. Kids do not need to have regular chores in order to learn responsibility, and you know it very well. It amazes me that so many people seem not to realize that kids... Greg's over here laughing. I'm trying not wow. to Wow. <laughs> that kids aren't here to help adults, but parents are here to care for and provide for kids. The mentality that the kids will do it and parents will have less work tells me that many people do not really love their children, but look for excuses to serve themselves. Sad, sad crying face. Wow. <laughs> it's not the, job's, the child's job to make light of light the work of lazy mama and dada, bear, dada bears. 
also hypocrites if a child has regular chores then obviously they know how to do them so you aren't teaching you are using kids angry face wow <laughs> oh this is good i didn't this is i haven't good. heard that one yeah is that, does that one keep going? Cause no, that's the end of that okay. one. Wait, we got to break that down. Yes, let's break it so in. There's so much there. Okay. Okay, go, go okay, by so that. Okay, so parents who, who want to do less things by dumping out on kids should be ashamed of themselves. Agreed. Yes. If your entire goal in having your kids do chores is so that you can do less, that's shameful. Now, to be fair, I don't remember exactly what my post says I should read it because part of my selling point for doing chores might have been <laughs> you so can that, do less <laughs> well I I think I mean because that is definitely something we talk about in our coaching is like if you're and it's not that you can do less stuff it's so you do less chores in the house and well, this is something I well, emphasize let me, let me ask a question let me, let me interject here what is it mama's responsibility or dad's mom and dad to do everything so you have to answer that question for yourself. That's the core of your philosophy. Is it your job to do everything? Some of you are like, yes, my kids, my family, my responsibility. And I would say it depends. There's a hierarchy there. If you're a new mom with a newborn baby, absolutely, yes. It's your job to do everything you can. Now, even that being said, we talk a lot about this in our coaching, that in ancient societies and even in more developed countries, the the mother is not responsible for doing it all. She has help from aunts and uncles and cousins and mothers. Or, um. It's it's really, there, there are only a few societies in our experience around the globe. Mostly Western societies. There's only a few Western societies with a real isolated nuclear family where it's just mom and dad and kids. And mom and dad are supposed to so do everything. Parents have a lot of help from extended family right. and neighbors, which we don't have that here. So... You, you have to fundamentally ask, ask and answer that question. Is, the, is it your responsibility to do all this stuff? Now, whatever your answer is, you have to start asking why and what are the consequences. Mm -hmm. And what we get to see, because we get to work with so many good people and families all the time, we get to see a, a big variety of outcomes and consequences mm -hmm. and how it's all being done, whether it's being done effectively or not, but, but how it's being done and why. And we often see parents who they do take on the responsibility they say, yeah, I, I need to be the most responsible. And then they lean into it so much that it burns them out. Yeah. Remember, you guys, energy is exhaustible. We can, we can renew it, and most people don't know how to do that. We don't know how to be energy generators and, and generate plenty of energy we need. And so it's exhaustible, and your time is precious and rare and exhaustible. You don't get it back. Mm -hmm. And your bandwidth to think and make decisions and show up and be there as a spouse, as a person, as a parent, that's exhaustible. And the more you give that to chores and running errands, you become, you're no longer the mother, you're the maid. Yeah. And you're not there to teach, you're the taxi driver. And, and so you're not being a parent, you're being a servant. Right. And some of you are like, take that as a badge of honor, like, oh yes, I'm the servant. Because I'm here to serve. But you're not actually providing real service and value by, by just merely taking care of the temporal needs of people. Like, that doesn't which, always play out. Right. And which, not to say that there's no value in doing that. There's a lot of value in doing that. It needs to be done. There are things every single day that need to be done. And maybe you are the person to do that. And that's great. 
But there are certainly some things that one, either need to be ignored and not done or postponed or purposely um, procrastinated, or you get someone else to do that. Whether that's hired help, going back to the mother with the new baby, right? Because you're saying, yes, I'm the mother. It's a new baby. I have to do everything for this baby. You're right. But does that also mean you're supposed to wash all the baseboards and, and mop all the floors and, you know, everything else in the house that could and should be done or wants to be done? Like, at what point do you draw the line with, I have to do everything? Because there's, a, there's an exchange rate, I guess, another fundamental principle here. There is an exchange rate for everything you choose to exactly. do. And at some point, you cannot do it all. Right. And if you try, you there will be consequences on your sanity. Exactly. And your body and your well-being, which therefore directly translates to your family well-being. Right. There the, will be the health cost. and well-being of the baby itself could be yep. in jeopardy if you exhaust yourself too much by trying to do it all. So it's a faulty belief that parents are supposed to do it all. They can't do it all, and they shouldn't do it all if they're trying to be intentional parents. They're go- the parents are going to do the things that only they can do, just like you always talk about. No one can do your push-ups for you, except for you. There's some things in parenting that only you can do. Not some things. There's a ton of things. You guys, I, nobody on this planet can be a father to my children. I am their father. But there are billions of people who could mow my lawn. Or teach them how to mow their, yeah. your lawn. <laughs> or whatever. Like there's, there's so many things that uh, we are big, big advocates of outsourcing. And, and you, anything that can be outsourced maybe ought to be so you can focus on the things that only you can do and that you do best and need to do best, which and is that you... nurturing and caring for and loving and spending time with your family. But if you're running errands and doing chores and fixing this and fixing that, taking cleaning this and running here, and you have no time left over for real, genuine, quality time with your kids, oh, man. That exchange rate is way, way too high. But I want to circle back to like if if you inherently are lazy and you are passing off things to your kids so you can do nothing. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Shame on you. If you're outsourcing some of these things in a healthy, appropriate way to your children. So they're learning lessons and helping with the, the family economy so that you can do Things that only you can do and you can do them better. That's a great strategy. Right. Right. So going back to what I was talking about before, that one of the things I definitely teach in our coaching is that I do outsource to my kids because that gives me more time to do things that they can't do, like helping to build our family business. We have a family business that we work together in that we have a dream of being an expanded family business that, you know, that could employ those kids who might want to be employed in it. But when I'm working on the family business, making a podcast, for example, with you, if I hire my kids to fold the laundry, which they're literally doing right now, folding laundry, or to make a meal, or to whatever, that's not only benefiting me, it's also benefiting them. So that right there is an example of I'm not doing, I'm not having them do the laundry so I can sit and watch Netflix or whatever. Some, some would be critical of you 
um, and call this negligent. They would call that negligent parenting because you're right. working in a business where you should just be a mom. Right. Um, do you want to respond <laughs> to that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. I mean, well, this, this isn't the topic, but, but I think it's worth responding to because you might think, well, I'm, I'm going to do some other things. Or some of you, I know this comes up all the time. Um, there's a lot of guilt. Parents have a lot of guilt for taking some alone time right. or self-care time. And they think, no, I should just wear myself out. In my um, family duties. Just serving, serving, serving. And I'm like, well, you need some self-time so you have more of yourself to give exactly. to your family. Right. Yes, and so in this case, um, I think specifically with the business aspect, for me personally, business is an interest of mine. It's a passion of mine. So that whole approach could repl be replaced with something like I, I spend time working on something that fills me, something I'm passionate about and interested in. That could be painting. That could be drawing. That could be running. Something that's helping to... Like you said, fill me. For me, that is business. For, for some people, it's not. Although some people might need to or want to invest in a business to grow the in income so that there's more money for experiences and, and education yep. and that type of stuff. And I think that's also valid. Um, making money or pursuing money is not a bad thing. Right. Um, so in that, I mean, basically, that's the approach we have that you... Because I think one of the things that happens that's a, a pitfall for a lot of parents, like you were talking about, is they wear themselves out in parenting, forgetting that they are actually first an individual and then second a couple. Yep. And so they don't devote time to their individual growth and development, and they don't develop, devote time to the couple development. And those things suffer at the expense of being a parent. Yeah. And so then the family falls apart because the, the individual is literally falling apart. Yep. I remember, well, and the marriage is falling apart, but going back to this, I remember one time during, you know, the crazy years of raising kids, feeling like I had lost my individuality. Yep. Like I literally felt like I was not a person. I was just a doer of things that needed to be done. And none of them were things I wanted to be done that I wanted to do. They were just things that had to be done, like the laundry and the chores and all of that. And that made me a less capable mother. Yep. And when I focused on making time for myself as an individual person, that strengthened my ability to mother in a better way, besides the fact that it sets an example for my children of how to live, yep. of how to be a person in the world. And so that's, that's so my approach. In a with that. very real way, you're modeling for them how to be a happy, human, healthy, productive human being, and you're earning an income that provides for experiences that off the chart experiences for these kids to even way surpass us in the cultivation of their potential. Right. And there, there's so much there. And it, Again, I just can't emphasize this enough. The very best thing you can do for your children is to make the most of yourself. Not to their neglect, nor to neglect of anything else, but mm -hmm. to be optimized in a way that you still continue to grow as an individual. Some, And I see this all the time. And you might, you might be listening and just be like, oh, I don't know, no, 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 I'm, I'm all in. And, and you, you don't get to see what we see on a regular basis, just across... Uh, the span of the earth we just get to see this where 
you know, some of them take on this badge of honor of just like, this is it. And they just wear themselves out. And we get to see the train wreck of their own psychology Mm -hmm. or their own emotions, their own spirituality, their own health. They destroy their health or their relationships. So the marriage falls apart and it's it's a strain for a long time and then completely dies Mm -hmm. later on that, that ugly scenario or the, or the kids grow up and, and the parents, oh, we did it. We said we did all this. And then, then they all just fall apart. And, and I see out there, it's like, well, that's just life. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. That's, you made that bed. That's yours. You, yeah. you built that mess. Every, every last piece of it is, is your disaster because of the way you approached it. So you have to play the long game. You have to have this big, big perspective around this. Right. Or, or you run into a lot of troubles. Let's keep going with yes. her comments. Okay. okay, so kids do not need to have regular chores in order to learn responsibility. That's true. You, it's not necessarily that chores themselves teach responsibility and that responsibility can't be taught in any other way. That's basically what I'm saying. But chores also can be a way to learn responsibility, Absolutely. right? So, And which, which, I would love to talk to this person. Which adult do you know doesn't do daily things to be responsible? It's usually ones that no, don't no, have on. control of their lives. No, but uh, even the most chaotic, out-of-control person has things they have to do every single day just to exist. Yeah. I don't know of any uh, mentally functioning adult that doesn't have things they have to do every day to maintain their own existence. Right. So Which why is the basis of a chore. Why wouldn't you teach your children right. that? I, exactly. I don't get that. Like you're you're literally raising them in this false reality. Like you don't have to do things for your daily maintenance. Like what the laundry what will just show up in your drawer. <laughs> the the fridge will just be always the there. Food? Meals will be prepared for you. You look the bills I'll come will in, be pale, dress paid. You, I'll, I'll brush your teeth, I'll bathe you, I'll do everything for you and you don't have to do anything. Like what? Yeah. What kind of crazy <laughs> right. world? So so yes. Responsibility can be learned in other ways besides just chores, but yet at the very basis of responsibility is the ability for you to care for yourself on a daily basis. And that is the basis of chores. And you have to for your own existence. Right. Now, you don't have to be extravagant. You, you don't have to go beyond. And some parents make this mistake. They go beyond there. You've got all kinds of chores and they have their kids endlessly doing chores. Right. I mean, Which we're going like to talk that. about. We'll get there. But yes, can you learn responsibility outside of chores? Of course, but done well, responsibilities is doing chores daily is a really great model for becoming an adult, which isn't that, why are we raising children? Right. Are we raising children to be children? Or are we raising children to be a great adult? Right, which is going to be addressed because there were a couple of comments that, that brought that up and mentioned that. And we're saying, no, you're not raising adults. You're ra- you're, you have children and they need to be children. They need to be able to yes. play. So we're going to talk about that because I don't disagree with that. But we're going to talk, talk about how that ties in. Well, well let's, let's emphasize that for a moment to, just right now. Kids need lots of playtime. Yeah. And they need downtime. And they need free time, and they need recovery time. So do adults, though. Yes, so less, exactly. Perhaps less so. Maybe not. Well, maybe we all need more playtime. Yeah. But, but for very young children, playtime. they need a lot more. They need tons and tons. And our littles—if you were to see our family, our littles just play and play and play and play and play and play. And then we'll we'll kind of lead them over to help them help out with some things that are part of their maintenance. We're not having them do big kid chores or we're not having them do our chores. They do 
some maintenance for their own well-being. Right. And we do it in small ways, do it with them. But then most of their lives is play because they're in that phase of play. Exactly. So I guess I want to keep emphasizing that. Yes. Small children especially need to play. But, you know, big, kid, big, big kids and yeah, adults teenagers. need play. And we play a ton. And we play hard. Mm-hmm. And I guess our philosophy is like when there's work to be done, work hard and enjoy it. When there's play to be done, play hard and enjoy it. Exactly. Right. Like it's, it's, just a, it's a great way to do life. Let's yeah. keep going. Okay, so um, the mentality that kids will do it and parents will have to work less tells me that many people do not really love their children but look for excuses to serve themselves. Yeah, that's jacked. If, if that's true, <laughs> that's messed. Yeah, it is messed. If, you're, if you had kids to serve you, that's messed up. So I agree. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist. I'm sure there are instances in the world where that's the case. And as I was thinking through this, and I also received received a very long direct message from someone, um, but it made me think that, and through our travels, we've definitely seen this, that, yeah, there are definitely places, there are definitely countries, there are definitely situations of, especially in poverty and things like that, where children are worked too hard. They don't have a childhood. And so if that, this is the approach to some of these comments, I get that. I agree with that. There are some children who literally have no childhood because they have to work all the time. And that's wrong. That's sad. That's extreme. And in that case, yeah, I definitely think there's a message that needs to be out there about, hey, no, children should not be forced to do all of your chores all the time. So, so there that you can definitely is a place for too much work, but I would argue there's a place for too much leisure. Yeah, well, absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, not yeah, man, look, I know we've said it. If you're, and our listeners aren't like this, but if you are a lazy sack and you're just using <laughs> your kids to do your stuff, then I would do this angry emoji face too. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get right in your face and be like, what is up? No, get off your lazy tail and go do something awesome with your life and your kids, man. Okay, that, uh, that's yes, enough on that. That's I enough guess. on that one. Okay. Um, other one. Chores for kids. We d- respectfully wait, wait. disagree. Did, was there more on that co- comment? Well, there was some more, but it was more of the same of like that you're a lazy mom and dad if you're making, and you're a hypocrite because if the child has regular chores, they know how to do the chores. So you're not teaching them how to do chores, you're just using them. Okay. So, well, <laughs> still, still, I'm like, really? Like, whoever leaves this comment, I hope you listen. Like, do you not have regular daily chores you right. have to do? Is so that, is it? Because like you do, look, I'm going to shower a couple times until I get showering down. Then I'm done showering. I know how to like, shower. I got to shower. I don't know how to do Doing it Doing this is making me a Right, that's the part I don't get. Like, so once they know how to do them, they shouldn't be, have to do them anymore because like, then you're using them. them. <laughs> like, once you know how to cook, you're like, who's going to cook? Nobody what? needs to cook anymore. We all know how to cook. We're good. No more cooking. No cleaning up because we all know how to clean up. So no more cleaning up. Uh, like, I, I don't get that. Um, uh, I guess I can, I can see what's being said there about hypocrisy if you're not teaching these principles because... Yeah, having your kids do chores is good, but teaching them why we do chores is even better. Right. And teaching them effectively. Some of you have some skewed ideas about why, and and you pass that on, and it keeps getting passed on from generation to generation. It can be really bad ideas. But to truly understand why and and keep that gentle reminder and effective teaching and mentoring, 
That's, that's a beautiful thing. I want to pause here because there was something I wanted to share before we started the podcast that I want to make sure I get in. I've often had people tell me like, kids have to do chores to learn how to work hard. I heard that so mm-hmm. many times, endlessly, mm-hmm. until finally I was just so sick of hearing. I'm like, if I hear that stupid idea again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make an angry emoji face. I'm going to make an angry emoji face and send it to somebody. No, I'm not, I'm not going to re- get reactive, but I thought that's such an erroneous idea because chores aren't that hard. I, I just kept thinking, I'm like, if, if you're... If your definition of hard work is doing chores around the house and the right. yard, you exactly. have no stinking idea what hard work exactly. is. Exactly. And I'm like, I, I never in my whole life thought, I'm going to have my kids do chores so they know what hard work is. Like, chores are easy. Right. Chores are easy work. If you think chores are hard, you've never done hard work. And I invite you to come work with me somewhere. Like, let's go put in some work. And you'll be like, dude, chores are a walk in the park. Right. Chores are a vacation compared to real hard work. So when I want to teach my kids hard work, it's never through chores. I've never thought, kids, we're going to do chores so you learn how to work. Bogus. Right. We're going to do work. We're so going to you do chores to so you learn how to live in the world as an effective functioning human being. That's essentially what chores are for. Like we've emphasized already, if you want to eat or cook or clean up or be clean at all, you have to do chores. And then, then we, in our family, we outsource a lot. And so we'll teach the kids how to do it, but then we won't necessarily keep them doing it True. because we can hire someone else who's so grateful for the work. So, so grateful to have the work. We'll have them come in and do the work. Our kids know how to do them. We've, we've taught right. them. We've raised them. They know how. They're not lazy. We bring someone else in to do the work. So now our kids can go on to bigger and better things that only they can do. Right. I think a good example of this is um, actually bathrooms because I've taught my kids how to do the bathrooms, right? They all know how to clean a bathroom, but I don't make them all clean the bathrooms because nobody really likes cleaning the bathroom. You know, I don't really like cleaning the bathroom. So for a while, I outsourced it. And I would pay someone to come to the house, and it was only once a month to do a deep clean on the bathrooms. And I have five bathrooms, and I I paid $125, right? Well, Hashtag worth it. Hashtag worth it. But I also gave them the option Because when they're trying to earn money, they'd be like, Mom, do you have any jobs I can do to earn extra money? And I said, yeah, I pay $125 to have all all five bathrooms cleaned. You can do that. And I've had several of the kids take take that up on me. Take me up on that. They're like, okay, I'll do that. I don't like necessarily cleaning the bathrooms, but I'll do it for $125. And so that's, I think, a good option there of a good example of like, yeah, they know how to do it, but I'm not forcing them to clean the bathrooms every time because I don't want to do it because I don't want to do it. I hire someone else, but it's there as an option if they want the money. Yep. And and we're constantly emphasizing, like, we want you to do the highest and best stuff. If they have educational pursuits, life pursuits, passions. goals, hobbies, passions, and they're like, hey, I really want to pursue this and work on it. Can I get out of chores? There's been so many times we're like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We can hire somebody to do chores, but nobody can go practice your craft or your passion for you. You cannot outsource right. just like practicing a skill. Sorry. Doesn't just cut like it. someone, no one can do your push ups for you. They also can't practice the piano for you or do your gymnastics flips or so whatever. I, I immediately, I mean, today I could hire someone to come vacuum the house 
so that my son can practice guitar or practice parkour. My daughter can go to horseback riding lessons or like, again, you can come up with so many things that like nobody else could do for them. So that's a really important principle. Yeah. So this next comment here, because I think it kind of ties into what you're saying. Um, Chores for kids, we respectively disagree. Why? Visit our page. We have lots of information. So it's kind of self-promotional, first of all. If you really care for kids, you will take seriously what we have to say, even if you disagree. And then I responded saying, um, there's nothing. Because I did look at their page, and it was basically like, you you using your kids to do chores is child abuse. That's basically what it's saying. Child labor. It's abuse. To use your kids to do chores. Wow. Okay? And so it, it just had a lot of different, like, quotes and things on their page about why having your kids do chores was child labor and abuse. Now, so I responded after looking at it for a minute, you know, saying... You know, I don't see that there's anything wrong in teaching children to contribute to the normal work that's involved in being alive, like we've been talking about. If you want to eat, (laughs) you need to, at the very least, gather food. Like, right? If you're a hunter-gatherer out in the woods, you've got to go gather some food or something. You've got to pick some berries. That's the very basis of chores. You're you're trying to be alive. You're, You're contributing to your own... Survival. And it's always age and maturity appropriate. Absolutely. Capability appropriate. Right. So I get what they're saying. They might say, look, if you, if you have your seven-year-old out pushing or your two-year-old. this lawnmower yeah. back and forth all that's day That's child long, labor. Like, okay. That's, yeah, I agree okay, with that. Not, not so good. Right. Agreed. But if you're asking your 15-year-old. <laughs> to fold his own laundry and put it away and pick up his room. I don't think that and that's child labor. Clean the toilet he uses <laughs> and do the dishes he, he used. He used like what? Right. Wipe up your spot on the counter there because you spilled. Like I don't see that as being child labor. I see that as a very basic. You're alive. You create a mess by being alive, and you need to <laughs> learn how to pick up your own mess. Absolutely. That's the and, basics. And help as appropriate. Help with family um, responsibilities. Right. Because there's just the nature of being in a family. There's like, there's individual things and then there's family things. Right. And they can help as, as they can, as they're capable and able, they can. Now, I, I, I guess I really want to say, yeah, of course there are people who are out there abusing their kids. Absolutely, they are. And using for child them labor for child and doing labor. It, do, having them do way too much inappropriately. I've seen that a lot. Um, so, yes, that's valid. Sure. And I guess we're, but that's we're not, not talking to those people. Right, we're not. And we're not promoting that message right. for sure of chores equals get your kids to do everything for you. Yeah. Back to the other ideas so that that's, you can do less. That's just a given. That's just messed up. So, and then I also said, you know, chores is about helping them to develop respect for themselves, their environment, and recognize the personal power they have. Yep. They do have this power in a way over their environment. Yep. They have the ability to bring order to chaos. And That's an essential archetypal if, Well, every need. human wants that and needs right. that. It's, it's these hierarchy of needs. Exactly. It's, it goes back to all these fundamentals of, of, of a human being at, at our core. We want those things. Right. Can I bring order to the chaos around yeah. me? And, and in a very essential way, that is partly what chores are teaching, that I have the power to bring order to chaos around me. 
And it's very fascinating because I remember hearing once some mentors that we had, they were teaching and presenting, and that was one of the things they talked about. They said, and I know I do this myself, very often when we are feeling out of sorts in our mind or emotionally, mentally or emotionally, we feel out of sorts, one solution to that problem is to bring order to your environment your in physical a physical way. Yep. If And so I do this a lot. If I feel emotionally off, upset, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, if I go around bringing order to my physical environment, it helps to bring order to my mind and my emotions. And so I think we can teach kids the same thing while doing chores of like, hey, you're feeling out of sorts? Like, Let's bring some order. We can organize this space, and it will help us to feel better mentally and emotionally as well. And you can make it fun. You turn on a song, yes. and so hey, let's have a let's have a cleaning party like we do with our kids. Like let's all clean up, and we're having a blast. We're having yeah. snacks afterwards. In fact, and our kids music and fun. And our kids called it that for years, like cleaning parties. Yeah. That's what we did was a cleaning party. But now, if if you take this principle we're teaching, and you're like, that's what we're doing, and you go in and like. Kids, get in here now. If you don't, there's no more food for you. And you start manipulating or, right. or cursing or yelling or belittling or name-calling or or being cruel in any way. Like, the, the, it all backfires. None of that works. Absolutely. None of these principles work. So that was actually a follow-up comment that I said that, plus, when done the right way, chores are play and they are fun. And even adults need to learn this, right, to view work as a joy and not as a drudgery. Exactly. It's a necessary joy. Yes, and so I, you know, I mentioned that, because even when I looked at their page, it seemed like that was kind of the vibe I got of like, chores are drudgery, they're horrible, nobody wants to do chores, and so making your kids do chores is a horrible thing because you're making them do something that nobody wants to do, right? Which to me is totally off in the underlying message, like that's part of the problem here, Parents are approaching chores as this horrible drudgery that they don't want to do, so I'm going to make my kids do it so that I don't have to. That's part of the major problem that's going on here, where if you switch your entire mindset to chores as being something archetypal and something necessary for the proper and joyful functioning of your life, you begin to take on this positive approach to doing the chores like it becomes more if if not fun and pleasing it at least becomes less painful because you are realizing how essential it is to your being well, alive in in addition to all of that so in in my podcast in my i have a podcast called be the man podcast i just interviewed this guy who is a ninth degree black belt tested to become a grandmaster and in just in a month, maybe six weeks, he's going to become a grandmaster, mm -hmm. which is so rare and so amazing. And he talked about this journey of, of staying grounded and mm -hmm. staying humble. Mm -hmm. And he's, the day before he tested to become a ninth degree black belt and, and eventually a grandmaster, he went to this testing ceremony. And, and he's, he's so humble about it, but he smoked Everybody. I mean, this guy, he's a three-time world champion. He's a bad A. And he says, you know what I did in the morning? I went and mopped all the floors. I mopped all the floors. I cleaned myself. I, yeah. I could have hired somebody. In fact, I have employees that do that. I went and mopped the floors. Exactly. To stay grounded. Right. To mirror what the chores. Like, I'm here too. 
Yes. And, and I'm humble. I'm, I'm not some special guy that's beyond this. I'm going to go mop the floors right. before my own competition. I which love is that. Awesome. It it reminds me of this quote I heard somewhere, and I really I don't know the source of this. It could have been the Buddha or maybe some just Chinese monk said it. But it was just very simple. After enlightenment comes oh, so, the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you get enlightened and you still have to do the dishes, yeah, right? Because exactly. that's the essence of living. Yeah. You have to do the chores. Nobody gets away from it. And so I think this is such a dangerous message to our kids of yeah. like, you don't have to do the chores. Well, who does? Right. I, I have all these questions who, running who through my mind. Like, they have a whole website and like... Message is propaganda for not kids not doing chores. I'm like, okay, well, number one, who does the chores then? And number two, what's the what's the ultimate outcome right. of kids that are taught not to do chores? Like that is the epitome of entitlement, and like, yeah, like you're set on some pedestal that you're above everyone else, even the Buddha <laughs> or Jesus, because <laughs> you don't have to do any chores. <laughs> yeah. That that baffles me. And so again, what's the long-term thinking? What's the end result of a child that doesn't do chores? Like that, that can't work out. Right. So I said something like, you know, the doing the chores is not about abuse or child labor. And their, their response was, there's plenty wrong and abusive in making children feel they must contribute to the household. Why? Whoa, oh, what? Is, right. Hold on. Let's. They this said, why, question mark, because it's putting undue pressure on children, pressure that they should not have. In the family, the parents are the carers and the providers, not the children. Making kids do regular chores that, that really are the parents' responsibility is, in reality, child labor. If you got an adult, oh, so, well, I'll, oh, 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 we'll address oh, we that. Let me, okay, okay. We'll just quick pause. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If... If it's there are adult chores and there are there's child a hierarchy chores. of chores, yes. absolutely. So if I'm trying to get a child to do adult chores, so that I yeah. don't have to do them, especially well, that's messed that's up. Messed up. <laughs> even, even for whatever reason, that's just messed up. Like a kid should only be able to do chores that they're capable of doing. And I'll, I would say though, kids are far more capable than we think they are. Absolutely, and our yeah. kids aren't burdened. Like all of our children help out in our family economy, and I, I wish you could all have the privilege of getting to know our kids thoroughly and well. None of them are like, rah, rah, my life is hard. This is horrible. Well, I, I would say sometimes our small children <laughs> say, well, that, why do I have to do that? That's hard. And I'm like, then I bring some perspective and say, well, no, actually doing this thing would be hard. Yeah, you're right. That would be hard. But as overall beings, they're not, they're not, they're just super happy and, and yes, good. There's right. no, there's no like my life is slavery and terrible. They all get it and they all participate. And well, it's awesome. because I think especially what you're talking about here are older teens. None of them would ever say, oh, yeah, I do too much. <laughs> In fact, all of them would probably admit I should do more. I yeah. could do more because they've said that to us. Right. And anytime they're asked to do something, they do it very willingly and happily yep. because they feel this sense of, yeah, I, I'm grateful for everything I have. I recognize the importance of why this needs to be done, and I feel a need to contribute. And we've been tactfully teaching them awareness their whole lives, so they're they're cognizant of all that's going on to run a household and a family and a life. They're yeah. aware of it, right. and they see it and appreciate it, where some kids and teens 
and adults for that matter, are just clueless. Yeah. They, they lack situational awareness and awareness uh, as a whole. So, but part of my thoughts with this response, though, was they shouldn't feel the need to that they must contribute to the household. Well, yeah, if you're asking, if you're saying your child must contribute to the household or you will starve if they don't do XYZ, it's not like you're asking them to pay the bills or earn the grocery money or something, right? That would be, that would be wrong. But you're, but, you're also asking them to be cognizant of how they contribute to the mess. Right. And Again, to the cost. But, but the not, mess they not make. in a manipulative way, not in a weird way, but just helping them understand that just by being alive, there are costs and expenses which are, yes, of course, the parents' responsibility. It's, it's my responsibility to provide for my kids. But I want them, as, as much as they can as they grow and improve, to realize, like, oh, yeah, I contribute to this, so I can, I can help out, too. I, right. can, I can carry my weight. In whatever small way yeah. I'm capable of yep. doing. Yep, exactly. And they feel good about that. They love it. They feel so proud. Yeah. Everyone feels good to take care of themselves. Right. There's there's something just fantastic about autonomy. Right. That human beings thrive on and love. And in fact, we actually feel, and, and it's just ingrained in us, we feel low and pathetic and we don't like ourselves right. when... We don't contribute. When we have to depend on, or we, we don't even have to, but we do depend on others to do things for us. Right. That came out in another coaching session this morning where there's this gentleman... Who's, he's, he's loafing, man. And he's taking advantage of the welfare system and other people to provide for him. And, it, and of course, it comes out like, well, yeah, of course he doesn't like himself. How could right. he? Because he's not doing likable things. He's not even providing for himself, let alone the, the children he has fathered. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. How could you like yourself if you're not even autonomous enough to take care of yourself? Right. Well, and I've seen it even with our small children who are, our smallest ones are five and eight. And... Just like the little beam they get on their face when they do something small, like help unload the dishwasher. Yep. They're helping. I still have to put the cups up in the cupboard because they can't reach, but they just feel so proud and happy yep. of, you know, that they're doing this thing that's helping out. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think that's the essence of it. But then this idea that it's putting undue pressure on them, pressure that they should not have. I disagree with that. In fact, I think one of the major contributing factors to some of the failure to launch that we're experiencing in society today and this whole issue that people bring up with the millennials is the fact that they don't have enough pressure. Yep. They don't have enough real pressure yep. because they've been cushioned, they've been protected, they've been babied, nurtured, helicoptered, yep. that they don't feel... This kind of philosophy has caused a lot of the very problem. Oh, absolutely. We removed any pressure and so... Right. They can't hold down jobs. Yeah. Because they haven't had to do any chores. Yeah. They haven't had to do any real work that actually contributed to their own existence. And so they can't handle doing anything that actually matters. So they stay in their parents' basement being provided for. They go out and work. But, man, God, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and this boss, he wants me to be on time and, like, work hard and stay till like, the end of the work day and do our thing. I can't handle the pressure. <laughs> and we're laughing because we literally just had some friends of ours who are business owners tell us about this situation that happened, that they had a, an employee quit because they couldn't handle the work. It was very simple. And our 16-year-old son is there working. Doing all of it, like <laughs> carrying a workload of multiple people joyfully. 
loving it. it. Yeah. He's literally and learning all these skills, is having a great time. And people are like, I, it's no, uh, it's just too much. I can't be consistent because it's hard to show up five days a week, right, for your job. Exactly. And it's it's a chronic generational problem. And so I. Yes, I agree. Parents are the carers and the providers. They should be caring and providing for your children. But caring and providing for the children does not equal doing everything for them. That is, in essence, crippling them. You are preventing their growth and development when you do everything for them. It's just like a chick that's hatching out of an egg. If you open that egg shell for them, they they don't. You just ruined its life. Or they die because they haven't developed the strength they needed by getting out of the egg yep. to actually live in the real world. Exactly. Now, I, I will take the other side for a moment and say, are parents sometimes putting unnecessary pressure on children? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's just sick and wrong and messed up and manipulative and, and just, it's just wrong. And, and yes, that does have, we have to acknowledge it is happening and where it is happening, it needs to stop. But I think the most, the more prominent problem is not enough pressure, like well, Rachel was saying. Well, I think it, it's happening in certain places around the world today, nowadays. Sure. Um, but I understand, again, we do understand where this point of view could be coming from. Because historically, and in some countries still, yeah, there is too much of this child labor that right. is going on. It's right. definitely an issue. We're not well, discounting that sure. it's not. And so, yeah... It, that's what that's another complication here of this whole topic and maybe every topic you're like well what socioeconomic place are we talking about which economy which culture what right. we, which country it makes a we've difference it matters lived in other countries where yeah the kids are have massive pressure to provide for the family as little as 6 or 7 or 8 and, and that's that just... is messed up and well, totally wrong so we agree in that, in those situations of course of course a child should have no pressure to provide for the family. None at all. Right. And we personally know a man who we adore and respect who was providing for himself at the age of seven. Yeah. Because his parents were so incapable of caring for him that he left home at the age of seven, survived on grass sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. So we understand that this message is important for certain situations and circumstances and places. But the danger we often see is, and this happens in all genres of life, the danger we often see is that because this one thing is so wrong, we swing all the way to the other side and say, this must be right. When in reality, what's right is somewhere in the middle instead of the opposite side. And so I think even in this case, that's the answer. The answer is not, you know, in some situations, children have too many chores, and so they're being used and abused and child labor is happening. The answer is not all the way to the other side where there's no chores and no responsibility. The answer is somewhere in the middle. Right. And I think that's what we're talking about. Okay. Kids don't need chores to, to develop respect, etc. We did discuss that already. Um, these are just very cheap excuses to justify what you're doing. They did say, our page does not portray work as bad. It portrays using kids to do the adult's work as something bad. And it is. Okay, I agree. Again, we're not talking about kids doing adult work. There's adult work, and then there's all the other levels below that. Yep. But there's plenty of work in there that kids can do. And 
And depending on your child and your tactfulness and your approach, a, a child at 16, 17, and 18 um, could and perhaps should be doing adult-level work. Absolutely. And we have our teens doing adult-level work. Like, I, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, if, if for some crazy reason they had to start, you know, start life on their own and take care of themselves, I wouldn't be the least concerned. Great. They, 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 they all know, could they right now, yep. even our 15-year-old. Um, and our 16-year-old who's working at the farm, he'll be 17 soon, they're, the owners of the farm are planning on taking a trip and leaving him in charge yep. <laughs> by himself, practically, to care for a farm. Yep. That's their business. Because he's capable and competent and, as a six-year-old. And loves, loves it. it. This yeah. kid is on fire with doing all of this work that he just adores. Now, we also recognize that's also a personality thing. Not every child of ours would want to run a farm. And that's fine. That's not a problem. We don't think, oh, you're, worse. you're a worse person because you don't like doing this particular type of work. But they They're all capable of doing the work they want to do and doing hard work yep. that's required in that field. Exactly. And they enjoy it. They, we've, we've raised them to enjoy hard work. Right, because it's necessary. Um, then one of the things, of course, they mentioned is that making kids do chores that, that uh, if you got an adult to do them, you would pay them for. I can't even remember. It was something about paying them. But basically, we do pay our kids for yeah. chores sure. very often. Not always. But often they are getting paid to do chores, especially in those cases when we're like, if this is something I would hire someone to do, like the bathrooms or the yard. Or the cars. We pay them to do those yep. chores. Okay. Um, the next one. I, I was literally shocked at all the comments I got that were about this. I was like, is there like this whole group of anti-chore people are that are like all together? Unaware of I know. This whole... <laughs> This movement. whole thing. No, children should not be made to do regular chores. If a child wants to help, the child will ask. Helping is taught via example, not force or manipulation. Now, with this case, there are, there are aspects of truth in this. Yeah. Aspects that I agree in. And I think that's the tricky thing with a lot of things in life. That sometimes it's like mixed in with truth. And you're like, yeah, right. that's true. Like this whole you're enough type movement, you know, like, you're just good enough the way you are. Yeah, that's true, but it's also only half true, right? Because some things are true, but only half true, not fully true. And in some ways, this is kind of where this lies, I think. Yes, I think young kids, they will ask to help, and that's a great time to say, yeah, help. But as they get older, they're not necessarily always going to be asking to help. Now, if you've trained them right and you've helped them see the importance of it like we've been talking about, they do often ask to help. Like, how but can I help out? The vast majority of people, unless they've been tactfully um, taught, unless they've been tactfully taught, they're not really good at awareness. They're not naturally good. At, just by default, they're not naturally good at noticing all the things that need to be done. And so, and they, they wouldn't even be aware of all the chores that need to be done to function because it's just being done. And, and at, at their developmental stage of, of their brain and their cognitive abilities, they're not walking around saying, how did all this food get in the pantry? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, how come the internet always works? Is this a free service? <laughs> when I go to an ATM, like, 
does this machine just hand out money to anyone with a little plastic card? Right? <laughs> and so you have to walk them through and, and just let them know. And we, we do this all the time. Just letting those kids all the expenses and all the things that need to be done because you're teaching awareness. Then once they know, yeah, then they might be like, wow, okay, I, I can help with that. But then sometimes it's just kind of the default setting of... of Humans. Know, of humans is, is this inherent laziness, like, well, I'd rather take the easy way, right? And and that, that plays out if If all I don't the have time. to do it, I'm, why do it? Because, you know, mom's likely to do it or someone else is likely to do it. Yeah. So why should I necessarily it's, do it's it? It's the least effort strategy that people use to, they'll do just enough to not, not get, you know, fail the class or just enough to not get fired, just mm-hmm. enough to get the job done. It, it, most people operate on a good enough attitude and right. philosophy. and. And a lot of kids will too. And so right. you're Unless they're taught them differently. training them to do that. So there's one some of, truth there, but again, I think it's One of truth. the favorite things that um, our oldest daughter said one time was we had, we'd gone on a trip, Greg and I, because we lead couples trips and we went away. And because our children were mature enough, I think she was maybe 17 at the time, we left all of our kids at home by themselves. So she was 17, our youngest was probably three, seven of our kids. And I think the people who have commented on your post today would be just come unglued at the thought of us leaving our kids home to take care of themselves. But but they are responsible enough (laughs) to do it. So are. And so when I got back, one of the things she said was, you know what, Mom, I I just didn't realize that one of the jobs you do is to manage all of the chores getting done. She's like, I didn't realize that that was an actual job until I was doing it while you were done, while you were gone. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, yeah, the kids might not be aware of everything that needs to be done because there's actually a job that's an adult job that mom or dad have of everything that needs to be done, that you're paying attention to, that like this needs to be taken care of and that needs to be taken care of and who can I find to do this? Like that's part of the job. And so back to this hierarchy of chores, you know, that's one of the things that you should be doing, but it doesn't mean you should be doing that and actually doing all the jobs. Right. Because then you're not, you're doing a disservice to your children who need to learn about how the world works. Well, and okay, let's to a real life scenario. It's like asking the CEO to do all the jobs of all the employees Uh because that lazy sack, he's just trying to get out of, or she's just trying to get out of doing all these jobs. It's like no, like there, there's a hierarchy of work, and nobody expects the CEO or the president to be fulfilling the jobs of other people. That's why he hires or she hires other people to do those jobs. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's roles. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that you're like the CEO or the president, and so your kids need to do I was really the lesser jobs. that for you. <laughs> I'll take oh, thank you. maybe a vice president okay. position. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, um, yes, it does. It, that may sound harsh, but the kids are less capable and less competent. They just are. Right. They have less life experience and less skills. And there's a hierarchy down to the little well, ones. Well, one of and the reasons... the nature of life. Exactly. One of the reasons we are the carers and providers is because we have more competence and life skills. If we didn't, it's the blind leading the blind, and we're all going to starve to death because none of us can provide well, or that's another, make decisions. That's another problem we're seeing in, in this generation um, with the failure to launch epidemic is 
these kids just getting out of high school or college think they are competent and capable enough to like run a company. They want they want the raise after a week of being there. Yeah. And they want to be able to tell everyone to do because they are the cats. These are real life stories. These are real life stories. These these uh, young adults showing up and being like, I should own this place. That you guys should just give it to me because my parents always told me how special I am and how successful I'm going <laughs> to exactly. be. And like, dude, you have hardly any skills. Like, show me your resume. Show me your portfolio. Like, show me your show results. Me some proof of results. And like, well, I, well, I don't technically have any, but I am very, very good. And like, right. okay, prove it. Exactly. Right. But we want everything handed to us. Well, not we, but that's this philosophy is being spread as like, well, no, I, I should, I can't believe there's a hierarchy. I can't believe you're telling me that I'm not good enough to run this company mm-hmm. over the person that's had 50 years experience doing it. Right. Okay. I, there's like a couple more. And then one was a very long direct message that I received. I'm going to maybe just kind of summarize because I know this is getting long and yet it's so good though. I just feel like diving into these philosophies and these viewpoints and these approaches and the nuances of what they actually mean. Like what are the long-term, what's the long-term outcome of this type of thinking? I think it's important to examine that. It's like we're talking about and it's something we, we definitely always do. We always do in our approach to life is examining these nuances of what it actually means because semantics matter and you know it has its part if if nothing else i hope you all take away from this the practice of examining things from all sides and really looking at the deep long-term consequences what things mean and why and and what your approach is and revisit it often and really reconsider deeply things you thought were so simple and just kind of cut and dry they're not yeah and i also do wonder on because i did First of all, most of the people that made these comments we're reading are not actually people that are following me, which is one. <laughs> it's just so fascinating to me, first of all, that all of these comments were made. They were all very lengthy. In some ways, they're, they're emphasizing the same point, even this next one, you know, that kids shouldn't do chores because it's mom and dad don't want to do their household duties. That's what they're saying. Um, my kids are adults today, but growing up, they never had regular chores, and neither did I. Well, what does that even mean, right? <laughs> First of all, you're like, wait a second. You never had regular chores? What does that mean? What did your living environment look like? Like, how did you live? How did you eat? How did you function? How did you do anything? Perhaps they're saying their parents did all the chores, and so... They adopted that same philosophy of like, well, my mom and dad did all the work, so I didn't have chores, so I'll do all the work, so my kids don't have chores. And then like it is, their kids will grow up and they'll do all the right. work. But my experience, and again, this is this is a vast experience across five continents, is like kids who don't, well, parents who do all the chores and all the work aren't really being parents. They're being servants. They're not really parenting and mentoring and leading and loving. They're just too busy doing all the stuff and things. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. Like right. you can't you can't argue that because there's 24 hours in a day, and all that stuff takes time. And so if you give your time and attention to taking care of all the temporal stuff, then you you can't give it in other ways. Right. So it, I'm going to make an argument that you doing all the work is actually a form of negligent parenting. Right. 
Because where are you having the conversations together? Where are you having the devotionals, the discussions, the one-on-one, the dates? All of that is a key ingredient, a key part of effective and powerful parenting because you're actually there. It takes a lot of work to maintain a relationship and to help it grow and develop. It takes a lot of energy, effort, time, focus, attention, discussion, communication, conversation. And sometimes that happens while you're washing the dishes, but only if you're washing the dishes together, not if you're washing it alone. A lot of times that happens while other things are getting neglected. You're not doing the dishes or vacuuming because you're having a heart-to-heart conversation right. that needs to happen about something important. Right. And, and not even to mention all the educational stuff and a big, oh, yeah. thorough, broad education and exposure and experience and adventure. Like, when are you doing all of that? Right. Like, how are, how are you seeing the whole world and all those things and developing skills and talents and abilities in your own education? You're not because... You're, like, taking care of chores. Right. Which, wow. in, in that case, can become an argument for kids not doing chores, which I get and can agree with that mm-hmm. in that case. Because sometimes, yes, the, like you mentioned before, the kids shouldn't be doing the chores because it's now taking away from their educational experience mm-hmm. or their experiential experiences, their growth and development, their skills, which with the... D- direct message I got, that was one of the things yeah. it talked about. In fact, it quoted a Harvard study saying that kids who do too many chores, it can affect their GPA. Okay, right, I get that. Like, if your kids well, are doing just... so many chores, they're not getting an education, that's a problem. Sure. That shouldn't be the case. That's just a simple time equation. They're spending more time doing exactly. chores than spending time right. in education. As, but hold on, I want to pause there. As though GPA matters. Well, that's it a whole nother discussion it. right there. We're not Grades even going. Grades <laughs> do not matter in the least. There's no correlation between grades and success in life. And happiness. And, and happiness. Happy exactly. marriages and families and being a healthy, competent, whole human being. Right. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. This isn't my opinion. But, <laughs> okay. but that's, that's another, another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast right there. We can't go there. Um Chores aren't a, oh, but they did say yet. So he said, my kids are adults. They didn't do any chores yet. They are very responsible and hardworking adults. Well, back to this thing we mentioned before. Well, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Because your definition of responsible and hard work, and I'm not saying that they're not. I just am like, I want a definition for that because my definition of something could be very different from your definition of something. And, And that's where people can get confused because you could say oh my kids are hardworking and responsible and you think but it means the same if thing. i saw some kids i might say no they're not this is my definition and that doesn't equal yes you're right and i would also say that that's a great point you don't necessarily have to do chores to become hardworking right. and responsible. absolutely not yep right um <clears throat> chores aren't a child's responsibility play is i agree with that agreed But at the same time, especially as we've already talked about this, as they mature, they have to learn to become aware of their own, the own mess they make in the world and how to bring order to that chaos. So that's part of being alive. Those of you listening, at what point do your children start picking up responsibility for their own existence? and, And how is that done tactfully in a healthy way? These are things you have to decide and practice and implement. Like, where does that happen and, and how does that incrementally go up and, and how are you going to measure 
if it's working or not. So you have to think through all this. It's very strategic. Um, this, and then it, it's saying, reading through comments on a chore chart page, I don't know where that was. It wasn't my post. I cannot help but wonder, are people crazy? Why must a two-year-old sort recycling? Okay. Don't know yeah. where that comes from. But I'm also saying, well, a two-year-old could sort recycling if they wanted to sort recycling. Like, that could be a fun thing to do. Why is... <laughs> uh, they have recycling companies that do that. Okay, That's the other side. This, this is a great point, though, of, of like any chore has to be relevant. Yes. That is so, so, so important. If it is merely arbitrary like, or silly. Like, I'm trying to keep you busy. busy work, and... Yes. Oh, my goodness. If, oh, can I get a little fired up here? If you have your kids do anything just merely as busy work to, to keep, keep them, them busy, busy, then lovingly, what? I'm looking right in your face saying shame. With an angry emoji? I'm giving you the angry emoji <laughs> face. <laughs> because that's just stupid. And, and kids, pathetic. There's so many great things in life. Kids see through that. Yeah, they, they totally, totally do. do. And they resent you for yeah. making them do work that's like pointless. Yeah. Okay? That's one thing. The other thing I've seen, though, that you reminded me of by getting upset about this is when kids, when parents use chores as punishment. Yep. If you want to teach your kids to work, why in the hell are you using it as a punishment? Yep. Because they are now associating work and chores with a consequence for doing something bad, yep. which goes totally against the approach we're trying to, to promote here, I guess, or, or present or explain that you're trying to help children see the deep fundamental philosophy and reason for doing chores however you define chores that it's part of your nest your the necessity of being alive and existing and it's part of bringing meaning and value to your life and anything you do on a regular basis especially daily it's not insignificant because it happens every day of your mortal existence if it's exactly. 15 minutes a day, that's 97 hours a year. Over 10 years, that's 970 hours that you've spent doing that thing. That's not inconsequential. Exactly, it's you, not. You better make it count, and it better matter, and it better not be just merely arbitrary or stupid. And it's or, better if you don't hate it and get right. angry about it because you're spending 970 hours of your life yeah. being angry. This is in a decade. There, there's another approach I've heard people say quite often that they'll be like, well, if my kids are doing dumb things or silly things, I'm just going to put them to work. Like, if they have time to waste time or fight or play video games, whatever, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and put them to work. I'm like, there it is again. Is it, I'm not sure. I, I get the reasoning that. behind Me that. Me too, but I'm not but sure But it I agree. doesn't like, solve the how about, underlying problem. Let's help you choose to make better choices and choose to use your time in other good things. Let's not just say, well, if you can't choose to do anything, then I'm putting you to work. I'm like, I'm not so sure. Because... The, the ideal here is that we all are all choosing to use our time well to do good things, to, to benefit ourselves and to benefit others, to serve, to love, and, but not in a forced way and not as a, as a consequence. Right. Well, because, one, you're, you're, first of all, choosing to not fight with people, right? That needs to be the first choice you're learning how to make. And if they don't know how to do that, then putting them to work doesn't necessarily solve the problem. Right. They don't... They don't necessarily have the skills of how to solve those problems. Right. So that's one of the things you could be helping them do in your parenting yes. and mentoring role instead get, of 
putting them to work on yes. a chore, you're teaching them how to resolve conflict. Or to make better choices. And that's or, time consuming. Yep. That's not fun or easy. It's challenging. But if you're saying you're fighting, go mow the lawn, that doesn't help them learn how to resolve conflict. Yes. That just teaches them how to avoid it yep. by going to do something else. Yep. Then the second thing is, ultimately, you're trying to teach them to choose to do the work. That's the ideal, that they see the necessity of it and they choose to do it because they understand its importance and meaning to their yep. own life. So neither of those are being accomplished in that scenario. Okay, but, but on with this. Why is it so difficult to wash a dish, sort laundry, vacuum, wash a car, that one needs to be taught these things repeatedly through childhood? Well, no, it's not necessarily that difficult. Yep. But you're doing it because you're helping them learn that these things are done every single day <laughs> of your life. And so you might as well learn to do it well and yep. do it with meaning and purpose and joy. And then even teach your kids how to outsource it to other people. Yeah, if you really don't like doing yeah. it. Why, does a ten, why do we need to have a 10-year-old acting like a mini independent adult? No, we don't need to. They don't need to be independent yeah. adults, but they do need to be as mature 10-year-olds as possible right. for them. Yep. There's nothing wrong with expecting them to act their maturity level sure. or helping them to learn to act their maturity yep. level. To be as autonomous as possible and... And have what they're pursuing just slightly over their current level, always. Yes. As we're going through life. So that's right outside the zone of yeah, proximal development. You, you just, even as adults, we're, we're, what we're pursuing, what we're trying to do is just beyond our current capacity. That's what keeps us growing. Otherwise, if we only go to our current capacity and we stay there and we, we retreat back from that limitation, then we condemn ourselves to that level. Right. And we remain undeveloped, yep. underdeveloped. Exactly. Um, then he mentions a book which sounds fascinating Peter Gray's book Free to Learn that there are tribal cultures in the world where that do not expect the children to do much of anything the kids are allowed to be kids without responsibilities like the adults because they will one day have their responsibility anyway sounds fascinating I don't doubt that that's the case in different cultures and there's, and there's absolutely some profound and, and true principles absolutely there. I agree the kids play like they are doing the jobs of the adults in the tribe. Yes, I've seen that. And that's, I think that's especially um, important for younger children. I think it's good for the younger children. And I guess we should emphasize that just in case that's being misunderstood, because I think it is in a lot of these comments. We're not talking about eight and younger. <laughs> like eight and younger, they're encouraged to do chores. They're encouraged to participate, but they're definitely not forced to do them or punished for not doing them. As they get older, 9, 10, 11, and especially 12 and above, that's when it's more of a, I wouldn't say, it's definitely not forced, it's an but it's an expectation sure. because you are alive. Yep. And you eat yep. and you sleep and you wear clothes and, and you... And you're old enough and big enough to help out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's even, simply an expectation. So even in this tribal thing, right? I still would like to see the long-term outcome. Like, let me meet those adults and, and do a full evaluation on... on Based a, on their a, cultural standards there, and expectations, a, not yours. Not mine, no, but, but as a whole... So I get to work with people all, from all kinds of backgrounds. Like, I really... Yeah. And I've studied this for over 25 years. So I, I can get a quick assessment on, on the wholeness of a person. Mental, emotional, physical, social, spiritual, financial. I, I can get that. I would love to meet 
these adults who are raised without chores and see, are they whole, healthy, wonderful, thriving, happy adults? Otherwise, this model we see, so what? I mean, sometimes I think we grab, mm-hmm. we grab onto these examples. Right. We, we see our neighbor. Oh, our neighbors did that. It was so, they, they did this. So I, I think that's good. Like, well, wait a minute. It's only good if the long-term outcome yeah. is if good. If it's good today and next week yeah. and next year and 10 and, years from and, now. Yeah. If, if 20 years from now, like they are just thriving, wonderful people and, and you can directly link causation to that philosophy, then you're like, okay, that's good. That's mm-hmm. solid. Right. Right. And and then in a case like this where you're using some tribe, like, yeah, I get it. That There's a lot of value in studying that and learning from the way people do things. But just because something works in a tribe where the entire culture is following a certain model, like in that, it's, it's not just the family, the nuclear family. It's the entire village yep. is doing things yep. a certain way. Yep. And so you're going to have different outcomes yep. than if you took this philosophy and applied it to your little nuclear to, family. Yep, exactly. It's not the same. Wow, nope. It's not even close to the same. So um, when it comes time, they start contributing. They're happy to be moving on and having responsibility and they know what they are doing. I think it's lovely. Stop trying to make kids into that which they are not. But again, back to this idea, that works in that tribal situation because they have the support of the entire community. That's why something like that could and would work well in that situation. But you're not going to get the same results if you try this with your own little family when no one around you is supporting that or understanding this philosophy that you're trying to use. It's a very different scenario. And especially if all the bulk of the workload of the chores falls on you. Right, without the support of the community. Then ironically, (laughs) you're going to be an absentee parent because you're doing all the chores and you're not actually present with your kids. And you might pat yourself on the back and be like, well, I'm not one of those working parents. It was always gone. Like, (laughs) actually, you were. You were just working at home. You were just doing all the chores at home and you were in the same room, but you weren't together. Ooh. Man, I feel adamant about that one. Okay, last one. Last one. Um, Starts by saying, I could not disagree with you on this subject of children and chores more. Wow. First of all, my very first question I just would be curious about is, does he have any children? If so, how many? That would be my first question. And are they grown and what's the outcomes? And are they grown and what are the outcomes? He does say, I have examined all the research. Wow. Yeah. That's he quite must, inclusive. He must be elderly and spent his whole life studying. Because That's incredible. As far as I know, you, no matter what the topic is out there, you could spend a lifetime studying it and still and not still cover not everything that's yeah. out there. So you haven't read it all. <laughs> there is not any study to the effect that chores really help kids, not even the Harvard study, which I have examined. In fact, the only study I found that came close to testing this idea was a 2003, 2003 study at the University of Amsterdam. In this study which I kind of mentioned before, they found a direct negative path was found between the number of chores assigned and the school success GPA, which, again, you said was like, who cares? GPA doesn't necessarily mean anything, although I do understand. They're they're measuring academic performance. They're not measuring the character and attribute, the happiness, They're not measuring anxiety levels, depression. Yeah, Um, yeah. like you said, happiness, joy, being well-adjusted. Yeah being emotionally and mentally stable. They're not measuring any of that, so who knows if that's even effective. Although they are saying that chores had a negative effect, which I could understand that, and we talked about. 
you could and, be doing so many chores that yep. you don't spend time with your kids or you don't get an education. Yep. Yes, and that's it, a real thing. And it depends on how it's being implemented, too. Um, and not too many chores and responsibilities interfere, interfere with schoolwork. Great. Again, there's no evidence that doing chores contributes to a child's success. The Minnesota research was not peer-reviewed and thus unreliable. Okay. The, the challenge with doing, like, I'm a research person. I like the research. I like the data. But the problem with data is that you can get data to back pretty much anything you want. And you can alter the data to prove your point sometimes. Right. It depends on what you're measuring. Besides the fact that it's difficult to study something like this. Because what does it even mean doing chores? How do you define that? And what does it look like? And how do you actually implement that in a family? And how right? do you measure that that's the and how only do you... thing happening? Exactly. Right. You, you go into this culture that could just be... Oh, squampus with whatever. I mean, every kind of complexity of a culture, from trends to ideologies to mindsets to philosophies to right. religions to the lack of all of those things, and you're trying to measure and say, chores. And they did chores, and it had negative outcomes, so therefore, chores must... And negative outcome on what? If you're yeah. only measuring grades, then, whoa, what about the whole person? Exactly. And, and the other massive positive effects that chores could have... Even if there might have been a slightly negative effect on, on GPA. Right. So I think it would be virtually impossible to actually do a reliable study on something like this yep. because it would just be too variable. There's yep. too many factors that come into it. But based off the fact that he's done all of the research, kids should not be made to do chores. The housework is not the child's responsibility. Depends. Depends on the hierarchy of the housework. Which is the child's responsibility and which is the adult's? Yes, absolutely. The ultimate care of the house is for the adults because they are the responsible ones. They are the capable ones. They are the competent ones, hopefully. And so ultimately it falls to them. It doesn't mean that the children can't do, can't have responsibility. Sure. That's what I want to say. What's the opposite of this then? That children should have no responsibility because that does not lead to a happy and fulfilling childhood. No. And this is based or, on... <laughs> or a, a fully competent, healthy, fulfilled adult. Well, ultimately, which we're going to get into that because he... He keeps going. That's one of the things he gets angry about. Um, I'm Based on childhood alone, children... And this is based off experience, but also our own experience, but working with thousands of families as well, plus doing our own research. Not all of it. We haven't <laughs> studied it all. I'm not going to be that bold. <laughs> but... As human beings, which children are human beings, you feel more fulfillment by being responsible. And so if you take all responsibility from children, they will feel less fulfilled. Well, that, that is the most fundamental principle and practice of, of a human being from childhood through adulthood is to take on responsibility. Yeah, take on as much responsibility as you are capable of taking yeah. on. This is what Jordan Peterson preaches All ad nauseum. Which take is not nauseum, I enjoy it, but um, take on as much responsibility as you're capable of taking on. And if you, if you prevent someone from taking on responsibility because you determine that they should not, for whatever reason, because they're, they're a child or whatever, you're, you're being authoritarian in that case, and you are preventing their growth and development because you're, you're not allowing them to take on responsibility. That right there is neglectful parenting in my mind. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, 
The parents are the carers and providers. Again, it's a very similar message that's being pushed out there. So it's fascinating to me, like where this wording is, where this ideology is coming from. They're the carers and providers. Agreed. The children are not the help. Agreed. They're not the help, but they are also sovereign individual um, individuals who can and should be responsible because it's best for them. Could kids should play, not work. Agreed. Kids should play. But again, we're also not talking. We're not making a blanket statement that the same philosophy and work should be used on teenagers as it is for two-year-olds. That's you know that's foolish. There's a hierarchy there. Schoolwork, including homeschool, academic work, is plenty enough. Uh, maybe. Chores are not difficult to learn. Anyone can learn in minutes. Agreed. Well, yeah, chores well, are not difficult to learn. Although to get really good at a chore, yeah. there is some mastery that's involved. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes cleaning a toilet can take some time to really learn. Or whatever. There's a lot, of, there's a lot there. Anyways, It's not the child's role to contribute to the family. I disagree with that. Every person in the family has a role, and every every person in the family should feel that they are contributing in a small way. And Even the baby contributes to the family by to. just bringing joy and being happiness. Being cute. Yeah, by being. And so if they feel like they're not contributing in any way, it they actually lose. Yeah. Every human who feels like they're not contributing in some Abs- way just yes. rips them to pieces. And they have major psychological and emotional problems. And the problem is a child is not going to understand that or be able yeah. to articulate it. But and so you it. as the parent are inflicting this psychological worthlessness su- worthlessness on them yeah. and they like, can't understand you, why. Oh man, this bars me up. Because the underlying philosophy on this is, but, oh, little child, little person, you're incompetent. You have no utility. Right. You have no use in this family. You have no role to play. You have no contribution to make. That is messed up. The best thing (laughs) you can do for a kid is make sure they are and feel useful and competent and capable. Right. And so he says, as for self-confidence, deep relationship, pride, this can be gained via many other ways. I I agree agree with that. These include play, art, sports, family time, etc. Yes, I agree Agree. with that. But it still does not remove the need... To feel useful, to feel that you do contribute in some small way. And yep. I, this, is, this is psychologically based. Like, I could get the research from this, from Jordan Peterson on this for human beings. We have to feel that we are useful and that we contribute in a way. And so even if we have confidence and pride and good relationships, if we still feel useless, if we still feel that we don't contribute in our own family, that's going to cause psychological problems. Yeah. I, th- I think what they're trying to do is pr- protect, protect children. Kids. Yes. And we should. Yes, absolutely. We should protect them and protect them from too much work where work becomes their occupation as yeah. children instead of play and learning. Right. And we 100% agree with that. Yes, absolutely. A, a child's childhood should be play and learning and life and exploration and fun, and fun but also include a little bit of work and it grows as they grow. Because work is fulfilling. Work is good. I guess the underlying premise here is that work is bad. Yes. And work makes you feel bad. And work Mm -hmm. robs you from other good things. And that's just not the case. Kids who are appropriately brought into work, they get such a sense of satisfaction and development from participating in work. Mm -hmm. And so they should. Right. 
And so I think that's part of the challenge too, is if, if you as adult, as an adult believe these things that work is bad and it's painful, then in an effort to protect children, you might want to keep them from having to do these things until yeah. they are forced to do them as adults. Yeah. And that I think is part of the problem in this whole scenario is that adults aren't seeing this in a, in the right light. Adults aren't seeing work as a blessing or a so, benefit. So it often comes back to what we've talked about before in other podcasts. It's like, if you as an adult hate your job yeah. and you hate your existence and you just think it's just drudgery and grind and oh, life is just terrible, then how could you not adopt this kind of philosophy yeah, of right. like, oh, just like his play because once you be become adults, it's going to be so miserable and horrible and terrible. I'm like, dude, you need to get a job that you love you and love your life. You need to find passion and love in life yeah. and work. And get out and all do all these great things. You need to transform yourself so that you can see like, oh, wait a minute, this is great. And we can start leaning into this, yeah. this wonderful journey sooner. Right, which includes this family community of work and love and joy and happiness that's taking place yeah. on a daily basis right. to exist as the, a family when unit. Done, when done well is such a beautiful thing. It's actually thing. a fun thing. It's yeah. actually like, I, I feel like we have a lot of fun in our house. Yeah. Just working. doing the daily chores that need to be done. And it's not drudgery. It's just, hey, and this needs to happen. Let's put on some music. Let's have a good time. Let's teach talk. this philosophy so well that the little ones have picked up on it. And like they went all the way up, you know, our three flights of stairs. And they got there like, oh, well, I'm tired. And they're like, wait a minute. No, Dennings don't get tired. And then <laughs> the little five-year-old's like, yeah, Dennings do hard things. And it was just so cute overhearing their little... Their little chatter of like, we got this, we can do this, we can do this hard stuff, right? We can right? climb up the stairs. And it's, it's this cool little fun philosophy we're teaching about life. But uh, I think some of the people pushing this are trying to protect children from this individual's own miserable existence. Right. In, in some cases, you know what I'm saying? If you, if, if you really despise adulthood... Yeah, and all the responsibility like, that comes with it and you, all the chores and you all the work. You want the child to stay a child for so long, but then... You want to be Peter Pan. You're as, it, that's exactly where I was going. You're as guilty as, as that the Peter Pan philosophy of trying to avoid responsibility because you think it's a bad thing. Right, but wow. it's not. Done in the right way, responsibility is a beautiful and desirable thing. And it's what shapes humans into wonderful adults. Yes, but we're going to talk about this in a second because okay. he brings up the adult point. But it shapes him also into wonderful children. Yep, absolutely. Because all of our children are wonderful. And part of the reason they are is because they are willingly taking on responsibility. And and just so you know, that that's not just Rachel's subjective <laughs> opinion of her own children. It's it, And we're not boasting here, you guys, but people tell us all the time. They interact, get to know our kids, and they're like, Wow. Right, your your kids are awesome, and they are. They genuinely are. They're great kids, and and we're not boasting. We're just using this like, hey, this stuff works. Genuinely works. Right. Okay. Absolutely everything can and is. T- She's quoting again. I'm quoting again. Absolutely everything can and is taught without chores. Okay, possible. But again, like, what else are you going to do if you're not doing chores? You could. You can go out of your way and take your kids to a farm or have them get a job or. Whatever, but like, it seems even more effort. Big words like everything. 
How can in all caps? Yeah, in all caps. <laughs> how can everything be taught without how chores? How else could you learn how to you... clean a toilet except by cleaning a toilet? Right, exactly. So you, <laughs> in that case, you pick your chore of cleaning up after yourself in the kitchen. Like you can't. How do you clean up after yourself in the kitchen except by actually doing that thing? Right. So everything that's a little too. Everything can and is taught without chores, thus making them redundant. And yet they are the most um, essential building blocks of your day. You don't go throughout life without the daily chores of living. Like, this is the part I just don't get. I don't know what people are meaning with chores, perhaps. Are they talking about mowing the lawn or digging a ditch? or to talk to this dude. Mopping the floor with... Who does his chores? Okay, so he continues. The only reason... Any parent would insist on making kids do chores so the parents have less work, which is a bad reason and amounts to taking advantage of the kids. Wow. It's pretty... Um, That's extremely bold statement. It's yes. That every, every family, every parent who has their kids do chores... Is only, only so they have less work. And not because you actually care about the well-being of the child and their long-term stability and um, emotional sanity because... Having responsibility gives you meaning and purpose. Yeah. That's not why you would do it. Okay. Um, by chores, oh, this is good because he actually defines it. I mean, tasks such as laundry, mopping, sweeping floors, washing the family dishes, loading and washing dishwa- unloading dishwashers, cleaning toilets, bathrooms, etc. Obviously, a parent can teach a child how to do these things without making it the child's job and responsibility. Well, yeah, I agree that. You could, you could teach them how to do that. True, but they need to get their hands on it. Right. And, well, like you were, you've mentioned before that the only way to actually learn how to do something is by doing it. And then, plus, like, who else is going to do these things? Does this mean mom's doing all these things? Right. So, yeah, exactly. Somebody has to do it. If mom's doing it all, even if dad's doing it, I was like, I'll get this when I get home. If he's doing it all, then he's not being there as the parent. He's he's missing out on other things that he could and should be doing because he's doing it all. So... There's there's a problem there, but I, I do want to emphasize this where I've said it before, like how how confident would you be if I showed you how to defend yourself but you never actually practiced it? Or how right. confident would you be if I showed you how to swim and taught you everything but you never step in the water and then one day you get pushed in? Do you think you're just gonna be able to figure it out because I taught you how to do it? I mean there's there's just so much value of getting your hands on it. Right. Exactly. Thankful my parents did not require chores from my sister and me. She's quoting again. I'm quoting, sorry. Growing up in the 1980s, I'm grateful we had true parents who respected our childhood. We're not putting this in question here. We're not saying disrespect childhood or that children should be miniature adults or that they shouldn't be able to be children. That's not at all our point. Like, we, we truly believe in that. In fact, our entire educational approach and philosophy is based off of allowing them to act their age to be their maturity level and I, I think in his in his defense here lots and lots and lots of parents are don't not, do that they're right. not letting their kids be kids yeah and that's so sad they're working them way too hard right. i agree so it's not one extreme or the other we we have to find this middle ground this balance both my sister me and everyone i grew up oh wait i never had any problems with performing any chore both my sister, me, and everyone I grew up with are living proof that regular chores for kids are worthless. Oh. It just seems so extreme to me. Like, there's no value whatsoever at all in having a regular chore, even if it teaches you that regular chores are a part of being alive and you have to do them if you want to eat or there, wear clothes. <laughs> there's, there's such a bigger picture thing missing here in this argument. Like, who's doing the chores then? 
Right. They can't not be done just because we think chores are worthless. Who does them? And whoever's doing them is just carrying this massive, massive load and missing out on other, I would say, more important things. Right, exactly. So he says maybe the only value for kids doing chores is it takes a load off of lazy parents. Well, no, because our our entire approach is doing it for their benefit. Like, I sincerely believe, yes, yes, I'm not going to disagree that there's... I don't receive any benefit for having my children do chores. Like, yes, I still receive a benefit because that's one chore I don't have to do. But that's not the main reason for doing it. You use that time and energy that would have been spent in that. You use it to do other things that even benefit the kids more. Yes, You're you're not just sitting around wasting your life. And I, I, I see that some parents do. You you're, if they, if it, if it, if there's any benefit to you specifically, Rachel, you use that to turn around and benefit the children in our family even more. So, <laughs> so it's like it's not you're not sitting there like oh I don't have to do that I'm gonna go sit in my office and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how long it took? I'm quoting again. Do you know how long it took for me to learn, for example, laundry? Ten minutes. Okay, great. It doesn't take that long to learn these things. We agree. And, but like you're saying, if that's if that's the reason parents are giving for the for why they have to do the laundry, like a, you have to do the laundry so you can learn how to do the laundry. Well, no, you can do learn to do the laundry in ten minutes. You have to do the laundry because you wear clothes. Yeah. And if you want to wear clothes, someone has to do those clothes. So you, especially as you become more mature, right? And we're especially talking about by the time your kids get to teenagers, they should be able to do these things. Now. You know, some of these people will think that that's child labor because our 11-year-old actually does the laundry for the entire family. So, you know, that's, I'm sure, taboo. Yes, we have to define what labor is. (laughs) Putting laundry in the laundry machine. That's not labor to me. It's like (laughs) you're throwing it in. There's hardly any labor at all. Right. That's why the (laughs) 11-year-old gets that job because he he said, I don't want to do this job. I said, okay, pick a different job. Do you want to be in charge of? fixing the cars or mowing the lawn like you pick you decide which job do you want and ultimately he wanted that one because yep. it was easier than other jobs that had to be done so you're right it's not hard but laundry has to be done yep. because you wear clothes now you might say but he's doing your laundry you're using him you're taking advantage of your son so that you don't have to do your own laundry Rachel and Greg well okay fine but that's because I'm ordering all the groceries that he eats and I'm making the meals that he eats and I'm paying for the internet for his online classes and I'm doing the Instagram posts for his online classes so that he can attend this class. Like there's a lot of other things I'm doing for him. Thousands and thousands of dollars so he can go on epic trips with us and do incredible things. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like it's a fair exchange when we tally the books up here because I'm actually doing a lot more for him than he is doing for me, ultimately. And he, so I, I do want to emphasize this, though, parents. If if the reason you keep telling your kids that they're doing it so they can learn how to do it, it that's it actually makes reason. them feel stupid. Yeah. Because it's something they can learn how to do and, and do well in just maybe a couple hours, even. You know, if we exaggerate this guy's ten minutes here, let's say it takes a couple hours to learn how to do well. Like if if the months and years pass and you keep telling your kids, "You're, I'm teaching you, I'm making you do this, so you know how to do it." It's dumb. That's a dumb reason. <laughs> it's like, I know how. Yeah. I should be done. Exactly. No, I'm, t- I'm having you do this because you wear clothes, and this is what has to be done if you're going to wear clothes. Clean clothes, at least. Clean ones. Exactly. 
And then the guy continues, I had the cleanest room at seminary, or everyone said so, so the nonsense doesn't stick with me. So his conclusion then is because his personal experience was, my parents never did, made me do any chores, and so when I moved out, I had the cleanest room, therefore you don't have to do chores in order to, to be neat and clean. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. Yep. We're not saying that that's the only way this formula works. Nope. But what we are saying is, what you're doing living on your own are chores. You're taking care of your space and your things. And, and I think his argument is like, now that I'm adult on my own, I need to do those chores, but not when I was a kid. Right. And so then we circle back, like we said so many times, well, who was doing them? And if they were doing them, what, what were, what were they, not they not doing? What were they not doing? to do, exactly. What did your mother not get to do because she, because she was doing your laundry your for the whole time oh, you were there? man. Because... Yeah, ultimately, that's part of this whole thing. Because your mother is a person, too. Yeah. And she has a life, and she has passions, and she has interests. Well, and if she like couldn't she do didn't. them because she was doing all the chores because that's a parent's responsibility, quote-unquote, like, I get it. But that that's messed up in some ways. That is not parenting. That's, mm -mm. that's being the errand girl or the errand boy or the maid or the servant. It's not parenting. It, it, and I think a lot of people see it that way. Like, my role as a parent is to take care of all the temporal things. Like, that for me is just selling it way, way, way short of what it means to be a parent. Exactly. If, you, if your definition of parenting is just take care of all the temporal needs and do all the stuff, you are do living so far below your privileges and responsibilities as a parent. Agreed. Plus, as a person. If, especially if it comes at the neglect because of you're, you're other not, pursuits. you are not going to be whole <laughs> as a person. So in a way, I mean, all we're saying in our approach to chores is we're simply balancing the workload. Yep. We're, we're asking people in the family to do the work that is equal to their maintenance. And their capabilities. As they are capable, yep. right? The younger ones require more maintenance, so it's more work for the parents. But as they get older, they take on more of that self-maintenance in order to lessen the work for the parents so the parents can continue living as, as humans, as, be, as, as people, yep. which I think is fair. Yeah, well, and important. And important because you're, you're modeling, you're mo yeah, you are thought. modeling for your children how to live as happy, healthy human beings. Yep. Who aren't just the servants of everyone yeah, in the family. And you're modeling for them how to be parents and still have a life. Exactly. And still be a person. Right. Instead of, look, oh, this is what you get to look forward to, being somebody's servant. Exactly. And slave. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> Why would I have kids? Okay. Finally, even the phrase, I'm quoting again, even the phrase, quote, we are not raising children, we're raising adults, which I, I guess I must have quoted in this post, although I don't recall because I scheduled it a few weeks ago. Um, this phrase is wrong. No, you are raising children. Now, first of all, even that seems contradictory to me because raising means it's growing. And if it's growing, it's growing into something. Anyways, you're raising children who will grow into adults. I get it. So, right. You're raising children who will grow into adults. But they're not going to stay children forever. We have to remember that. And he ends with, all caps, respect childhood. I get that. I agree. I fully believe Childhood needs to be respected. It's precious. It's sacred. It's special. But childhood does not negate any responsibility at all. 
And the whole childhood doesn't necessarily exclude any kind of work. In fact, taking on responsibility and, and doing some form of work which is appropriate actually makes childhood and life more meaningful and more fulfilling. Yes, more exactly. More responsibility. It Adds depth yes, to life. And growth and fulfillment and satisfaction and skills. It's so important. So, yes, he's right. We are raising children who will one day become adults. It's the long game. My concern is that how many people are raising children in such a way that they remain children. And so that's why we have this whole generation of young adults who don't want to become adults. They're all playing Peter Pan because their parents raise them to be little kids and coddle them, protect them. And, and they never learned how to take on pressure and work and responsibility. So whenever it pops up, they want to avoid it. And they're back home mm -hmm. in the basement and they can't They can't adult yeah. today. <laughs> they can't do adulting yeah. because it's just too much. It's too strenuous to do the adulting responsibilities of day to day. Yeah. So they, they quit their jobs. They come home early from missions or don't go at all. They bail out of marriage at the first sign of pressure or hard work or responsibility. The, they can't stay in the workforce or even the military. I mean, it, it is a massive, massive problem right now because parents have been parenting with this, my cute little child, be a child, and it, it never changed. So 18 years at home, they just still act like little kids and everyone's provided for them, and they're so entitled and enabled that they can't function as adults. And so you've robbed them of a full and whole childhood. Right. Yeah. Ooh. And, you know, back to this phrase. We have used this phrase before, so it, whether it was in this post or not, it, it's definitely a phrase we've used. But what it's meant is that you have to raise your children with a focus, a long-term focus, on who they're going to become in the long term. Because otherwise, you sh you're short-sighted, and you can use strategies and approaches and philosophies that don't produce those long-term outcomes that you want of having adult people who are still your children um, being competent and capable and whole mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, socially. That's the long-term goal. Chores is just one aspect of it that can work well. Now, granted, there are some cases where not using chores could work out fine, but I think it would have to be in a sense where there's a culture built around that that supports that and that helps that outcome turn out, not in a isolated nuclear family, non-community supported approach that, you know, isn't going to help that outcome be achieved without the, without the chores in yep. place, without the self-responsibility in place. Yep. And ultimately, it comes back to, like, this is one piece of a very complex puzzle. Exactly. How, it, how it does is. it all fit in? So if you guys are still listening. <laughs> After this very cow, long, been a long philosophizing. Just on chores. chores. <laughs> we, who thought this would, we thought we'd be doing I mean, honestly, we could do this on practically Everything. any subject. So, so are we surprised? Here, you have really earned a big hug from me the next time I see you. <laughs> or at least a happy smiling emoji. Uh, yes, you get the happy smiling <laughs> emoji. But hey, we love you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, if you like this stuff or you know people, share it. Spread it around. Let's let's get more people thinking about chores and and parenting. Parenting and just getting involved. So Philosophizing. If if you want more help around it, we do the extraordinary family life group coaching and education coaching. Um, 
You want you like philosophy? We got more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you guys, uh, this it, it all matters so much. It all matters so much, and it is complex. And everything we do has uh, a long-lasting effect. It'll play in to big, big pieces of how we enjoy life and how our children grow up and, and who they become. Love you guys. Reach out. Oh, 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 oh,